Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen here, financial journalist and the host of Talking Trading. Imagine looking at a person's face and knowing their strengths, weaknesses and personality just from their facial features. Well, the art of face reading enables you to do just that. Today we speak to celebrity face profiler Alan Stevens on the power of face reading and how it can help you understand your personality and your trigger points so you can stay cool in the markets. Alan also gives us a quick profile reading on Chris, Louise and myself, all with startling accuracy. But first up in the show, let's hear from Louise Bedford in Mind Power as she discusses the fear of success. Louise Bedford here. I'm just waiting for my children after school and I thought I'd do a quick mind power for you. If you listen carefully, I'm sure you can hear the person beside me whose radio is absolutely blaring. Now, I have had close to the perfect day today and I want you to think about your perfect day. And I can tell you one thing that will stand in between you and the achievement of your perfect day is if you are facing fear. You know, so often these days, we are told that we can't achieve our goals because, oh, it's because it's fearful, it's scary, it's bigger and badder and uglier than you. I want to dissect fear because sometimes if we actually define the thing that we are scared about, we detooth it. We completely disable its power over our lives. Now, you might have heard me say before, that there are a few different types of fear. One is fear of failure and the other is fear of people. Now there is another type of fear called fear of success and the way that you can easily remember these is FOF, FOP and FOSS. So let's have a look at fear of failure first. Now I believe this comes down to three potential areas. Firstly, fear of loss. Now, when you have that thought that, oh no, what if I leave my job? It's, I will lose all of my friends. My family won't like me. It will be so difficult for me to recover from. I'll be losing so much. Now, that type of fear can stop you in your tracks. It is another type of fear of failure. There is another part of this called fear of process, also a subsection of fear of failure. 
Now, the process that you need to go through, that personal process for you to become a full-time trader is incredibly individual, but it will probably consist of something like reading books, listening to important information like the information we provide on talking trading, reprogramming your mind through doing courses and having a support group around you. Now, all of that can sound very scary. That fear of the process, fear of not knowing what step to take. It's a valid fear and you can actually knock it on the head in an afternoon by plotting it out and looking at that list with a mentor who's been there before, who's done what you want to do. And the other aspect of fear of failure is fear of the outcome. Now, what if you put all of that work into the trading arena and, unfortunately, the outcome isn't as you expected? But I have to ask you, what if it's half as good? What if it's a quarter as good? Isn't it still worthwhile putting in the effort to learn about the markets to one day derive your freedom? Do you know, when I started learning about the markets, I had no idea that this would become my full-time income and also, frankly, my intellectual entertainment. I don't know any other profession, any other field that would have had me as involved for 20 years where I'm still learning new things, where I have to think about my own mindset, where I'm constantly in the situation where I'm having to look at myself and I have to say it is exceptionally rewarding. All of those fears, all of those aspects, fear of loss, fear of process, fear of outcome with the umbrella fear of failure, that is something that you can define. And once you define the thing that is stopping you from living your trader's life, that can be incredibly, joyously, masterfully freeing for you. So why don't you, next time you sit down to write your morning journal, why don't you aim to define the thing that is stopping you? What is stopping you from getting what you want? If you can articulate it and even talk about it with somebody who cares for you, somebody who potentially has done what you want to do, you will detooth that fear and you will get one step closer to what we call the trader's life. The event of the year has arrived. Wealth Retreat is the ultimate mastermind networking conference for real estate investors, share traders and entrepreneurs. Create a legacy of lifetime wealth and develop an instant peer group of like-minded investors. Join Michael Yardney, Chris Tate and Louise Bedford on the Gold Coast for five days starting the last weekend in May. To find out more and to qualify for a special bundle of bonuses because you're a talking trading listener, go to wealthretreat.com.au forward slash trader. You'll get a rare chance to sit one-on-one with Chris Tate and Louise Bedford when you come along. So visit wealthretreat.com.au forward slash trader today. Alan Stevens is a celebrity profiler with over 30 years experience. He's worked with Australian politicians and British royalty and works in businesses, organisations and schools teaching social emotional intelligence. Today we ask Alan what face reading is. 
how it can help you understand your own personality, how it applies to traders, and I asked him to do quick profile readings on Chris Tate, Louise Bedford and myself with very interesting results. Alan Stevens' celebrity face profile to the stars. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here. Alan, what is a face profiler? Well, a face profiler is somebody who looks at people and from their features are able to work out their personalities and secondly through their body language and the expressions on the face and very much the very fast expressions, what we call micro-expressions, to be able to work out their emotional states and uh, right down to their character. What got you into face profiling? Well, I started out uh, psychometric profiling. Now, you've probably done one of those tests, like a Myers-Briggs disc or one of those, where you've applied for a job or you've um, uh, gone online and they've asked you to answer questions. And I found that when people were answering the questions, especially when I was looking at the psychology of trading and working with traders to find out why they were uh, losing money and how I could actually help them stay. So that has been a big part of your career, working with share traders, hasn't it? That's right. That's where I really uh, actually started with uh, realising the psychometric profiling needed to uh, shift. Because everybody wants to uh, make money in the game. So when they start trading, the first thing they try and do when you're asking them questions, they want to figure out what sort of personality they have to be. And that's where the biggest problem comes in. Under stress, you will always react uh, back to the way that your own personality is. So if you're somebody who gets uh, very focused and uh, very uh, driven on uh, finding the fine points, you're going to miss the big picture. So. The face profile is going to look at uh, somebody who's uh, their personality to understand their personality so that they can keep in the game long, long enough so that they can make money. Because I first came to face reading through a Chinese friend of mine because the art of Chinese face reading is quite normal over there, isn't it? Well, that's right. They mainly look at the overall shapes of the face and it goes right back oh, many thousands of years in their medicine. I look at about 68 traits in total and from that, what stands out the most then what else uh, follows after that? And I look at each of the traits on how they actually enhance or moderate the other traits. And I can build a profile of somebody in a matter of minutes. When do you use this? Use it in any time that you meet anybody in any situation. I start out with uh, well, profiling young children, for instance. I can uh, recognise their learning styles. So that before they even get to school, we know whether they're going to have issues when they uh, try and fit into the system at school. As they go through school, helping them find the careers that will suit their personality so that when they leave school, they're not going to be out there studying, going to different jobs, resigning, going to other ones and searching. They can at least find a career that suits them. In couples, if you uh, know your partner's traits and you know your own, then you know how to actually have a stronger relationship. The list is probably endless. And quite often when people say to me, well, where can you use it? And I usually say to them, well, just give me that piece of paper you've got there and I'll show you where you can't use it. Once they give me the piece of paper, I slip it straight back to them with no writing on it. And I said, that's the answer. Okay, so if you're ready to share some of your secret, how can the listeners use it themselves and what benefits do they get from it? Well, when you understand your own personality traits, you'll know straight away how you actually respond to things. Because every trait has an upside and it has a downside. And really, there's no right or wrong trait. Whatever you have are your traits, and if you understand them, you can then make sure that they work to your favour. So if you're somebody who is very focused, 
when you're uh, getting stressed out, you become more focused and you start missing the bigger picture around you. So if you're aware of that, you can then set a trading plan. You know, like for traders, they can set a plan in which they then monitor that. And when they feel that start to come up, they go, okay, my personality trait's stick, uh, kicking in here. I need to control that. If it's somebody who is, uh, just looks for the big picture, for instance, they will miss the fine detail because all they want to do is move uh, very quickly forward. Okay, so with your work with share traders, did you notice any common traits that successful traders had in their faces? Well, here's one for you. This is if you'd like to do this. This is something that all of your listeners can try as well. And this one is not in the face. This is in the hand. So they're not going to have to rush off and try and find a mirror somewhere to look at their own face to realize what trait they've got. But this was actually tested in Cambridge University in 2008. They went into the stock market and they looked at all the top traders. And with this particular trait, those that had the trait were making 11 times more money than the rest of the traders. But at the same time, at the very top of the tree, they most experienced, it was only five times as much. So number one, it tells us if you have a particular trait, it gives you an advantage in that particular area. But at the same time, it doesn't hold other people back. They just have to practice a little bit more, but they can get there as well. Would you like to try it? Yes. Okay. What you do is you look down the length of your arm with your palm facing towards you, and you make sure that your palm is in line with your arm, and also your fingers are in line as well. So it's virtually a straight line through the middle finger, down through the hand and through your arm. And this is on your dominant hand. If you're right-handed, it's your right hand. If you're left-handed, left hand. You're looking straight at your palm, and you're going to be looking at the height of your first finger and your third finger. So in other words, your index finger and your ring finger. Which one is the tallest? Absolutely index finger taller. Everybody else who's listening to this, if you have a longer ring finger, these are the risk takers. Oh. The third finger, if it's the longest, they're the ones that will jump into things very quickly. And if you want to uh, test yourself on this, I'll ask you this little scenario. You come up to a set of lights, they're, they're green, but as you're getting close to them, they turn amber. What do you do? Now, if I've got an audience, generally the answer comes thick and fast and it's, oh, accelerate, hit the, the pedal, gun it. Now, those that have got the very short uh, ring finger in comparison to the index finger, the index finger is longer, they're the opposites. We, call, we say that they're adverse to taking risks. What they actually do is they think about it, they make a decision, and they quite often think about their decision again. Those that have got the equal length finger, where they're both the first and the third finger of the same length, these are ones who calculate they usually say, yes, well, we'll go through the, green, the, um, the amber light as well, but they've already worked out how close they are to the lights, are there any police around, what chance is anybody up there uh, behind them, up their tail, uh, is there any chance of somebody coming through on the lights? They've already calculated it. But they found in the stock market, the ones with the uh, long ring finger, in the trading centre where it was currency trading options, etc., they would get in faster and get out faster. <laughs> Very interesting. Now, with the short ring finger, uh, that's more around making decisions, thinking about it. They research really strongly. So if you're looking at long-term trading, buying shares, etc., buying properties and things like that, then what you actually do is you have the advantage because you're going to do all the research and everything else. It's true. I do, actually. That's it. So now if you've got a couple, uh, husband and wife, for instance, and one has the long ring finger, they're the ones that's going to be more inclined to do the trading. They're going to want to jump into things and move things quickly. As soon as they then decide, okay, we're going to look at a long-term investment, 
it's wise for that person, no matter how good a trader they are when it comes to the uh, day trading, they need to stop and listen to their partner because their partner now will do, have all the research and will save them time from jumping in and possibly losing their money. Okay, so I sent you through a few photos, one of Chris Tate, one of Louise yep. Bedford, and I threw one of myself in. I'm really concerned about Chris and Louise here. Can we do a, <laughs> can we do a quick face reading on the two of them? Yeah, well, the first thing I saw when I saw Chris, I thought, my God, he's got a dry sense of humour, hasn't he? Pretty concise when he's talking as well. He's, not, yeah, he's going to give you instructions and they're going to be straight to the point, no waffle. Uh, almost a point form, and especially when he's stressed, they're going to be even more so. Correct. He likes standing close to people when he meets them for the first time, doesn't he? Correct. Uh, that's uh, in the uh, in the forehead there, but he's also, I can see, a strong need for detail as well. Correct. So that's uh, right there as well. His um, level of confidence is good. He's able to work with those that are overconfident and pull them back, and for those that have, uh, have to build their confidence, he can nurture them along as well. Correct. Very affable, as I said. So he'll stand close to people. He'll uh, he's got that uh, warm and friendly face as well. So it's non-threatening. Except I'd say when he gets angry, a bit different thing again. But uh, very tenacious. Won't let things go like a dog with a bone. Now with Louise, I just noticed something about uh, both of them. Neither of them are over dramatic, which is really great. They, it's more about the way they feel things inside. They get a feeling for things. They'd be pretty well laid back most of the time. If they do get upset, it's built up for some time. Now, if they talk to people, it's not going to be a problem. But it's one of the problems with that trait. It's what I call aesthetic appreciation, where people feel things more so than express it outwardly. It's more internal. So they'd sit, they'd look at the market, they get a real good feeling for it. But the downside of that trait is that uh, we keep things in and after they've been kept in for some period of time, there's no uh, release valve, it just blows the top. You're right. Again, also quite tenacious as well, loves to travel. She's also got the same similar level of confidence. It's in the middle. This is really good for somebody who's going to be mentoring people. People who are overconfident are always going to be going, well, to those that need to build their confidence, they get annoyed with them because they take too long. And somebody who uh, builds their confidence spends a long time getting uh, to that point where they're ready to start uh, teaching others. But both um, uh, Louise and, uh, and Chris have got that nice level in between. They're the mediators. Mm. They work well with people. And again, uh, she also uh, very friendly, happy to stand close to people when she meets them for the first time. As far as a woman goes, a good level of uh, um, dry sense of humour as well. Fairly concise when she's giving instructions. She's not going to waste a lot of time, which is great. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I call automatic giving, so she's very quick to give to people. So a genuine person. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the eye, um, uh, looking around the eyelid uh, area, both Chris and uh, Louise, they're going to look at the big picture, but they're also not going to neglect the fine detail as well. All right, what about me? Okay. Well, on the eyebrows, where both Chris and um, Louise are more around the aesthetic, you have a little bit more of the dramatic. As I say, no right or wrong trait, and every trait has an upside and a downside. When you have uh, a dramatic appreciation, you have a flair for being able to present, especially on stage or on radio. You can really project your voice and everything else. So it's an ideal trait. The downside of the trait is, uh, for us with aesthetic appreciation, when we're listening, is that you have a little pressure valve which lets off all the time. So as the pressure starts to build up, the stress, 
there's a little spit. There's another little spit. So for aesthetic appreciation, that can be um, uh, tiring for us, but that's our trait, not yours. We need to feel, and we see you going up and down, and we go, oh, my God, too much activity. <laughs> but the, the great thing about it is when it comes to presentations and everything else, uh, it's really brilliant. Now, once you've got the information and you really go more towards the big picture, first of all, yes. get that. If you need more information, then you'll ask. But you just want to know whether this thing's going to work first, if it, if it fits, etc., cetera, um, and you pick that up pretty quickly. Once you've got it, you make your decisions really, really quick. So you don't uh, delay in, um, in the time it takes once you get going. Get the information, run with it, and away you go. Very self-reliant. Again, there's a trait there that I can see the verbal expression is really strong, which is great because you're on the radio. Again, you're pretty concise. When you're talking, you give good directions, and it's not going to waffle on. And again, your level of confidence is quite uh, good there as well. So it's in that middle range, which is great for, as I said, for people who are dealing as mentors or whatever with other people. The secrets of the Bible revealed in the face. <laughs> That's it. So as they say, the eyes and that are the um, windows to the soul. Well, your facial features are the windows to the mind. That tells me how you like to think, act, behave, how you're going to process. We're going to have to wrap it up. Do you have any books you've written on your art? I've got an e-book which is sitting on uh, access on my website. I also uh, run some courses as well, so they're also available. Do you do private consultations? Yes, uh, people can actually go on my website and order a profile, and I do that from photographs, and you'd be surprised just how much I can read. The best thing that I recommend to people is go to my website, just send me a a message and ask me, tell me exactly what you're looking for, and I can work with you. And And what is your website? It's Alan, with one L, A-L-A-N, Stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S, dot com, dot A-U. Alan Stevens, it was really fun talking with you this morning. Thank you very much for your time and coming on to Talking Trading. Thank you very much. I've loved it. Thanks for the opportunity. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear Tom Basso, the man who was referred to in New Market Wizards as Mr. Serenity. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.